Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. But when? Monday through Friday, every weekday morning at around 7 a.m. You can listen to us kill some windshield time. Let's dive into kind of a, you know, not there's no game to preview. First time in what feels like forever. Let's talk some potential trade ideas. That's right. Ish. Clippers don't play until Thursday, which is an such eternity a, in this schedule. <laughs> yeah, which is a weird adjustment after playing every other day. But we're going to kick things off talking what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we like to put a poll out on Twitter that's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think about a given subject. We polled earlier in the season on this. Yep. Uh, but we, we figured it was time for a follow up. With the trade li- deadline being so close, we wanted to know if people thought the Clippers should make a move and. Boy, howdy, was this one contentious. <laughs> yes, as always. Uh, and then in segment two, we're going to be talking about this schedule that we kind of alluded to at the beginning. Uh, the Clippers come home for a short spell and then have a <laughs> yes. another, uh, you know, kind of brutal road trip. So we'll talk about that, sort of its implications on seedings and, and, and where we hope that the Clippers could be at the end of that. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, some shocking shocking news <laughs> okay, uh, from Jerry West uh, about sort of his now later opinion on the Lakers organization sure. uh, after, you know, being there as a player for so long and, you know, later consultant GM, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and also today, the day you're listening, Kennard uh, got his high school jersey retired. Yeah, way to go, Luke. Yeah, way to go, Luke Kennard. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so welcome to What You Say Wednesday, trade edition. We got to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out Prize Picks. Use promo code NBA. Uh, it's DFS done right. It's a fun time. So we're revisiting trade talks with the deadline kind of looming. It's going to be like just over a week um, by the time you're listening to this. We actually asked the same question almost a month ago to the day. We asked, should the Clippers make a trade this season to bolster the roster for next year? The This one, 51% of people said yes. 49% said no, which is very different from the poll a month ago where 52% of people wanted to do a trade and 48% didn't. So People are still pretty split. Yes, and I can see it. Yeah, I, I think for me, like, it, it boils down to, you know, what's the trade? Because I, I think, like, I'm firmly in the yes camp if in all this trade deadline scuttlebutt you're going to count, you know, somehow offloading surge and then Absolutely. You know, getting a mirror on a proper uh, contract so you can Which have is, him playoff eligible. Yeah, so that brings up an interesting thing. Um, Eddie Boy LAC said, you know, he wants to know if we could trade Keon um, and Jason Preston and Ibaka to clear space for coffee. But this is where you get into this weird thing, right? So Amir can't play in the playoffs because mm-hmm. he's on a two-way, right? Um, and he's been kind of the Clippers' best player for, <laughs> for like a, almost for a month. For like a month, yeah. So do you just wait and make a deal and just live with him not playing in the playoffs this season? I To me, I say, just say, I say no to that. Okay. It. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but like in going with like the theme of you know playoff reps, that I, I don't think that any playoff games are like wasted. Sure. I want a mirror playing in those games. I want to know what that's like. That's a super good call. Yeah. Can he do it in the playoffs? Right? Because he has a lot of games to kind of 
yeah showcase how good he really can be what does it look like us? with for him when things you know slow down into the half court offense yeah. you know like is the defense still there is he going to be able to carry over some of his like the offensive stride that he's taken uh you know when defenses are gamed in on him a little bit more and you know yeah. you're you're attuned to a matchup a little bit more sure than you, ball you security might change season. in the playoffs compared Absolutely. to how well it's been yep. and I, i'm not entirely sure kind of contract wise what the clippers could offer if they offload surge and i don't think they'd have to offload keon and jason preston in this um i think well i i, I think the note um that eddie boy adds in here is that oh, in, in right. their opinion they're they're thinking about also getting another big on the buyout market which I think, as far as players are concerned, isn't really needed um, unless you worry about the long-term health of Zoo or Hartenstein, which is valid. Um, But uh, They'll be healthier than Surge, (laughs) whoever we would end up signing, probably. Um, But yeah, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the Clips do with that. Um, Gaspacho for All said, I like Marcus Morris, but I don't think he's going to be a positive trade asset after this season. And the Clips have to think about the entire Kawhi run. Plus, no one knows if he's going to go 60% or 20% on a given night. Very fair. If Kawhi and PG aren't coming back, then let's get value back for the future. Marcus Moore, so like that that uh, Kevin O'Connor article mentioned, like Bledsoe Surge. Um, possibly Morris. Possibly Morris. And like, it's starting to make more sense to me. I don't want to trade Morris. He's like the last of those three guys who I'd want to trade. Surge at the top. Um, Bledsoe in the middle. But it is interesting to think like what we... But I just don't know like money-wise what we're getting back. Who's younger and makes $16 million. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> that someone want to give us. Yeah. So the Morris thing is really interesting. I mean, I, I think that that... Uh, Gaspacho makes a, a great point that, like, you know, if you want to try to extract maximum value, he's, he's not getting any younger. Very, yeah, that is a very good point. Um, and I would say, yes, there are issues with consistency, but I think what we have seen is it is consistently more up than down. Yeah, um, for sure. Overall, yeah. Uh, you know, you do get in some, to some droughts, and you know, that's just what the NBA is. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I just sure. think that that uh, that that is something that happens. So I guess my thing on this is just that I think that this is going to be a weird trade deadline. And I don't know that we're going to see teams willing to give up the assets in this season that that maybe we would see at a normal trade deadline. And and I could be wrong on that. Because like a contender probably wants Marcus Morris. He's not going to a team that's not Marcus Morris does does you zero good on a rebuilding team. Yeah. So if you kind of look at the contenders, like let's let's look at the Eastern Conference. You got the Bulls, the Heat, the 76ers, and the Cavs, and the Bucks. Not a lot of those teams need a big wing. Yeah. Like kind of fairly large. And then the Western Conference, no one's going to help the Clippers out. No, is where I kind of stop with some of these trade ideas. Is that it's like no, unless you know, unless the Clippers are are looking to sort of regain some of their draft capital that they've lost. Um, but then again, you know, like it, it's a contender that you're trading for. So you're talking about like, <laughs> yeah, you're talking pick, about kind of middling yeah. picks, sure. Um, which I guess do still have value to grease the wheels in like a future move. Um, and you could package them too, because like the the thing with the salaries is that like. He's at like that perfect kind of salary that you can yeah. make a lot of things happen around that kind of sixteen million dollar number. As far as like packaging other players yeah. and, and and assets, and Bled is too next year when his full salary kicks in. Yeah, which is another thing. Like, do we hold on to Bled? Like both these guys kind of become negative trade. I think 
Morris becomes more of a negative trade asset next year than Bledsoe. Because I think Bledsoe's shown that he can still... I think Bledsoe's had maybe a better year than Mook so far. Mm-hmm. It's been up and down. Yeah, like availability-wise. I yeah, Man, that's really tough to say. I, but with the Morris thing specifically, I just don't think... I don't know, man. I, I do think that his locker room, that he is a factor in sure. the locker room. And Vibes matter as well. That's a very important thing, too. Yeah. Trading this team, like, it'd be brutal. Chenny John says, run it back. I would even say if the Clippers are safely in some sort of playing spot by last week of the end season, just sit and rest, guys. As Will Updike said in the pod, even some playoff experience is good, even as a play. Yes. Um, and I think, right, like, so you mess with the vibes before the playoffs. And then, like, things maybe don't go as smoothly as you want in the playoffs as a whole team. And then you're kind of left with a lot. I think you're looking at the season with a different lens. I would. Yeah, I think, too, like, for Marcus or or even some combination of, like, Morris, Bledsoe, maybe even Morris, Bledsoe, and Surge, I think it would be really difficult to get, a like, a positive, currently ready-to-contribute player. Playoffs, though for those assets right yeah it's it's hard without the like couple of first rounders you can throw in yeah or like you got know, all those seconds though yeah or some sort of young asset or something too which that's when it gets a little messy because yeah. none of our young assets really make a lot of money like i mean the obvious answer is luke but i would say that he's untouchable oh, yeah. or, Can't or as him. close to untouchable as you can if not named, for this front office not named paul george or Kawhi leonard <laughs> that's a very good point i think it would probably be brandon boston yeah because he's just, interesting he asset a, you know he's still super young he's shown that he can score a lot of growth he's shown that he's coachable I, yeah i think that yeah so where'd you wake up on the yes or no of this this morning so i went no uh sure. just under the consideration that it's like any move other than say you know unloading surge for whatever you can get and signing Amir to a full yeah a good uh, call. to a full contract that's, right, that's where i'm at right now yeah give us a second for surge great yeah um, and as things heat up around the deadline like if you know if we see a potential trade or, or a potential suitor you know my mind could be swayed sure absolutely yeah where i'm, I'm at, not as staunch as i was yeah yeah where Maybe i'm at right now though is is pretty heavily a no and of the names that i've seen that could be available the big names you know like some of the more marquee names nothing's really moving the needle for me yeah that's a good call um coming up we're gonna be talking the hellish schedule coming up for the clippers but first we talked about them up top will talk to me about prize picks all right look so prize picks is the best nba dfs prop game on the market prize picks offers more nba props than any other dfs prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns even interceptions thrown and right now all users that deposit and use the promo code nba will receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Whoa. So how it works is you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. No smoke and mirrors here. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdraws so don't hesitate 
Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Now that I've you know won all this money, sure. how can I hide it on my taxes? <laughs> well, you can't hide it on your taxes. You definitely shouldn't do that. Uh, but TurboTax uh, makes doing your taxes the right way easy. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation, and you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house or apartment. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need, and if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. With TurboTax Live experts, uh, an interesting life means an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing, they've got your taxes into it, TurboTax Live. All right, so now we're going to talk a little bit more about the schedule. Oof. After capping off a one long road trip. Successful road trip. Yes, the Clippers are about to head back out on the road after taking on the Lakers. Chuck, where are we at on this? So it's weird. Uh, we get this nice little quote-unquote break. Yeah. <laughs> this two-day break. And I'm, I'm glad that you bring up the success of the road trip because I, I do feel like sure. overall, you know, the team, oh, man. They could have gone five. They probably, like, refs, if the refs were normal on one specific night, the Clippers go five and three. Yeah. Um, go 500, though. I mean, that's... That was even healthy, even if the team fully healthy. Yeah, even looking at the schedule at the beginning of the season when I thought we would have like a healthy Paul George. Everyone had this part circled. Yeah, when I looked at this road trip, I was like, man, if we can stay 500 there, you know, if we can build up some momentum at home coming into this, I, I think we'll be in pretty decent shape. Yes, which we are. But so there's kind of a new hell to talk about scheduling wise. It's going to list these all out. We got Lakers this Thursday. Bucks on Sunday at home, which is great. Then we're on the road again at the Grizzlies, at the Mavs. Then we have a back-to-back um, home versus the Warriors, then at Phoenix. So the Lakers game this Thursday is kind of wildly important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it is. Scary. I mean, they, these teams are neck and neck in the standings. I mean, uh, they're separated by one game. Yeah. Uh, and the Clippers currently are only a half game behind the seventh seed, which... Pretty nice. I mean, like, if you have to be in the plan, I personally think there's a huge difference between seven and eight and nine and ten. You only have to win. Absolutely. <laughs> you only have to win yeah. one game. Uh-huh. Yeah, and like, I think the sixth seed is starting to get out of reach, which is tough. Yes. Wait, four games out of it? Yeah, we are four games behind the Mavericks for that six for that sixth spot. Yeah, we played the Mavs twice in this road trip, so it's a little interesting. So, about nineteen games. That's not right. 29 games left. So, team across hall might not have LeBron. They might have AD. It's going to be difficult either way, but this is, at this point, probably the most important game of the season. You think so? I think so for right now, yeah. Like, I mean, the standings are so tight in this part of the, you know, where all the teams are log jammed and stuff like that. And, you know, it's always nice to, t- to beat the team across hall. Yeah. Who I mean, are, we're basically destined to play them in the play-in at this point is what it feels like also. <laughs> and also determines who's probably third in the Pacific Division power rankings. Very good call, which everyone is very concerned about. Uh, but then we go, so after that, which is probably the easiest game on this stretch, I think. 
Yeah, depending on their right. health and availability. Yeah. Um, then we go Bucks on Sunday at Grizzlies at Mavs. Then Mavs again. Warriors back to back with Phoenix. No bullshit. Over these six games, what's an optimistic take on this game? Man, we never beat the Bucks like even when we're healthy. It like it almost never happens. Yeah. Um. Oof. Okay. Optimistic. Man, it hurts to look at. If you look at it for too long, your eyes start to shake. I think we might be looking at like two and four. You think two and four is optimistic? Which uh, makes three and three optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I think staying five hundred over this. Yeah, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll revise. Do we that. hope I, for five hundred again? I, I think staying five hundred over these six games is about as optimistic as I can muster. Looking at how difficult this schedule is, sure. And you know, you get two beers in me. You could talk me into four and two. Four and two. So it's hard to beat the same team twice. We got Mavs twice. Yep. Depending who plays in that game. Um, and then I think I saw so what I think happens is I'm hoping we take care of business Thursday and then just give me any one of these other wins and it's a good win. Yeah. Like the top heavy rule comes into play so hard in this part of the schedule. Yeah. Every team that we play is going to have the best player. That's, I mean, definitely every single time. Uh, and the Warriors, you know, ha- have some health stuff and they're a little bit on a skid. Maybe you can put that one. Okay. I like that idea. Away. That's at home, too. They are on a six game winning streak, though. So. Yeah. And that's the first time back to We also get the team across the hall the second night of a back to back. Yeah. Which is why I like our chances a bit more in that one. Um, but yeah, this one's going to be tough. So, like, after this stretch, we're hoping the Clippers are. I mean, I hope we're still. I don't want to sound pessimistic on this. I hope we're still in eighth after this stretch. Yeah. Climbing seems difficult. I think if we can hold on to that seven, eight, you know. I don't know if we're holding on to seven since we're not in it yet, but you want seven to still be within striking distance. Yes, definitely. That's legit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's a a pretty good spot to be. As long as you can stay out of that nine, ten, matchup which you know if that if that's what it comes down to then that that just is what it is yeah um Ooh, that game on thursday yeah or not. yes um, but after this the schedule gets kind of easier ish we do have a lot less games which is good just overall i think they had what like 50 games in the first 100 days and then now it's like you know 32 over the next 70, 70 something yeah so that's good yeah, it does loosen up a little bit. And, you know, like one thing optimistically for these games, like leading up into the All-Star break. Um, oh, good call. Is, you some know, those teams might be yeah, not some, as into it. You you might catch a team kind of like resting on their laurels. Um, yeah. No one from the Clippers really gets, you know, has to worry about playing in the All-Star game right now. So we can go full out for every single one of these games. Yes. Which is a great point. Um Coming up, we're going to be talking Jerry West flaming the team across the hall, which was a good time, and then Kennard getting his jersey retired. But first, got to give a shout-out to Built Bar. They have so many delicious flavors. There's something for everybody. they got salted caramel, coconut, strawberry, cherry barcia, orange, raspberry, cookies and cream, mint brownie, German chocolate, and double chocolate. I've been enjoying cherry barcia lately. Just put my tapestry up, you know, just jamming out. Yeah, noodling. Yeah, just yeah, just really feeling the vibe. Uh, if you haven't had all the flavors... Get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine. It's always a good time. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they are very healthy as well. 
Check out these macros. They got 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four and a half grams sugar and only four and a half grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Pretty cool. That's neat. Pretty cool. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your order. One more time, use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so we're talking shavings now, which is kind of where we like to wrap up everything else. Gary West with some shocking audio. So, <laughs> was it audio? Um, <laughs> did you know that he's audio at some point. Did you Somebody know? heard it. <laughs> sure. Uh, if a Jerry West flames his ex-team in the forest and no one's around to hear it, you know, did it really happen? Um, I didn't realize that it was so crazy like this for him and the team across the hall. Yeah. I mean, like, I there's some stuff that we'll get into that is, like, the level of, like, pettiness is... The level of just confusion of why would you do this to a guy who this, is a legend for your franchise. Yeah. And the logo. He's the logo, and he did a lot off the court for them as well. He was their GM over their one of their most successful periods of it's, being it's, a franchise. It's puzzling. It's it's puzzling. <laughs> it's I, puzzling. I, 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 I don't know if it's just because of... Hubris. Uh, yeah, of hubris or like the the bus family like views him as part of the old guard or you know like once that relationship you I mean, know ended if yeah. if like the the rest of the bus family just didn't they still like magic johnson though and he just like left one day yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah apparently the biggest issue was they revoked his lifetime season ticket which blows my mind give the guy two seats it's two seats. It's two seats for this guy. Yeah. Um, he said no one had the nerve to call me. Or what if he had like 12? <laughs> yeah, he just has the whole front row. Um, he said no one had the nerve to call me, but that's how petty they are. They texted his wife to let him know that they just, <laughs> you can't have your seats anymore. Do you think it just said no more seats? No more seats. They're probably like, whose number is this? <laughs> Mike, they text like, who is this? What if he's like, can I buy some season tickets? They're like, sure. Just get oh, I mean, after you've you've tasted the free lifetime season tickets, I don't think you're ever paying. You wouldn't again. pay him. Yeah, you would. You would dig your heels in just as hard. I mean, that's fair. You shouldn't have to pay for him. Um, he said, "I played for the guys I played with and the fans. I didn't play for a franchise. It's too late for reconciliation." Um, he said, "Maybe I should have played somewhere else where someone would have at least appreciated how much you give, how much you cared." This hurts. Oh, it super hurts. It's. I don't know. It's it's kind of shocking too, and I know that it, it is you know from a much earlier era. Yeah, when uh, players, when it was like, what do you mean you want to trade? <laughs> yeah, so I I do think you know we talk a lot on this show about how like recency bias like really affects you know people's opinions. Well, the Twitter and, replies to this were horrible. Yeah, in the NBA, um, but I don't know, man. It is sad, and you have to feel you know Clippers fan, Lakers fan, whatever fan, you do have to feel bad for this guy who you know gave his all like absolutely like at a level that most of us will never even be able to comprehend (laughs) yeah for sure and then to just kind of get like kicked out the back door i think is is it's i mean it's insane to me yeah i this so in the new age of kind of shrewd front offices yeah all that stuff are the clippers obviously not to this extent because there's a level of success kind of brought different obviously um kind of leaning towards this trajectory well it's interesting because i i do feel like there has maybe been a little bit of an erasure of 
even you know the Lob City era that kind of preceded what this current yes. like Clippers team is, which makes a lot more sense, all things considered, than shunning a, a you know a legend like Jerry West. But like, yeah, well, it's so right. di- it's so different, right? Because I I don't know, it's just so different because of how the franchise has been throughout you know like most of its history yeah um and not really having that sort of like legacy necessarily with players but i think that something that that they had had one kind of legacy with players that wasn't very good (laughs) but i don't think the clippers are headed for like this level of like erasure we're taking this away from you (laughs) because a couple things are like very very different right like one i mean you know, one thing about not having the banners or, or, or whatever other thing you want to talk about to sure. knock the Clippers is that all this, like, the the legacy, it's almost like oral tradition, right? It's just passed down from fans. Sure. Like, fan, Very good point. fans are the keepers for the Clippers of, of who's a legend and who's not. And I think that, that is, like, really, really cool and really interesting about this franchise. And then the other thing that you have is the Lakers have a different sort of ownership situation than any other team in the nba it is like one family's piggy bank and that is the entirety of what their wealth is is precedented on right yeah and so i think sometimes you see some decisions and and not just this like i mean it's completely different but like you look at like the alex caruso thing even where it's like Okay, so I I understand more to have you here. Yeah, like to you, (laughs) I understand that like because this is you know the whole of what your you know financial future is connected to. You maybe do things or handle things a little bit differently. Sure. Um. So yeah, I don't think the Clippers will get to that point, but it will be interesting to see the new uh, era or legacy of the Clippers once they have their own arena and like what stays. And, and what oh goes. what comes over like yeah because i i think of you know you think of i mean the lou trade sticks out um the blake trade he was upset about it obviously um and stuff like that where you're kind of like that to me is not the same right no but that's what i'm saying that's just personnel moves yeah and so like they don't like take anything away from lou that they had promised him <laughs> or anything like that um but i like your point of like what's going to get brought over yeah to the intuit dome mm-hmm. um remains i mean because that remains to be seen um but point. i think that that will be telling about how you know th- this organization has maybe viewed some of the contributions um and if you ask me what's the right thing to do i guess i feel maybe a little bit torn on like i don't know exactly what the right move is um but i know what the wrong move is <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um all right closing things out uh, Luke Kennard uh, got his high school jersey retired the day that we're recording this. Good for Luke. Could That's not tight. be happier for the guy. Yeah, what a week. You know, big, big week for Luke Kennard. Hope he gets to go to the three-point contest. Would you get anything retired? What would be retired for you at your high school? At my high school? Yeah, what did you do the best in high school that they would retire? It'd probably be like this old, I mean, this is super lame, but it'd be like this. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the IMAX when they were like, it, it was like a weird half circle connected to an arm that was the screen? Yes. It I was like the, it was like the era after the cool, like kind of like big box, plasticky colored yeah. ones that everyone liked. And then it was a really um, like kind of precarious setup. Yeah. Yeah, there was one machine that I like always worked on and I would like sometimes go in there like on my lunch breaks and stuff just to like mess around with videos. Okay. 
I think that's like the only thing I can think of that I had like an actual affinity for sure. from my high school. You would have been the Mr. Montana of those IMAX. Yeah. Yeah, like he was Mr. Ohio basketball. Um, I think I wore like a white t-shirt and khakis and Nikes like every oh, day. Oh, yeah. Freshman year. So I Iconic. Had I, yeah, that's exactly what people would yell at me. Um, Icon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Icon. So I think they'd probably put up uh, a white t-shirt. That'd be sick. The start of the day clean and then obviously got dirty because of skateboarding and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hope they do that, I guess. <laughs> no, I hope they don't. I hope they forget about me. Um, Thursday's episode, preview of Clippers Lakers. Also, the post-game episode, that's going to be fun. We're teaming up with Locked On Lakers. Yeah. No, I don't know about teaming up. Tentatively, I don't know. It's going to be a fun Debating. Time. Debating. Which... Death matching versus <laughs> yeah. the Locked On yeah. Lakers folks. Projecting our uh, play-in uh, destiny with them. A Thursday Thursday, talking about what we want to see more of. Of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these fantastic people tell, you know, some extended family to listen to our podcast? So you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. We're also on the podcast app on your mobile device. You can find us on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Let's look ahead to this brutal road trip. We got it. We got it. It's only like a half road trip. Um, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.